last 50 years have seen dynamic shifts in societal attitudes towards female autonomy, divorce, reproductive rights, and the definition of marriage. Along with it, more and more people are making the conscious choice to live their lives child-free. We're here to unpack the complexities of that life choice and uh, say the things that we can't really say anywhere else. Greetings, and welcome to another episode of... Not Just... Sleeping In. I'm Lee. And I'm Tiger. And each week we gather in our secret child-free compounds and discuss all things about this pretty crucial life choice that we've made. This week, we've got our very first listicle. Dun, dun, dun. The six things people say to child-free people that make us want to say fuck off. There you go. (laughs) But first, as we always do, Tiger, how, what was the latest you were able to sleep in this week? I'm embarrassed. It was only 7.30. Oh, no. Again with 7.30. I know. Such an early bird. It's been really hot here. And I get up early to get my, like, walk-in. In the cool morning walk. You're so, mo- you're so delightfully motivated. Tiger, <laughs> you're not taking full advantage of, look, as, as a member of the club, I'm really going to have to start, you know. We've got a reputation <laughs> to uphold. Everybody thinks that it's all, like, double digits. But, I'll, but to be honest, though, it's not much. For me, it was, like, 9 a.m., this week, so okay. you know, again, Let's, we're we're trapped in full nocturnal mode, but at some point, yeah, the sun comes up, um, and I just have to get up, even if I've gone to bed very late. Um, I just got to get up and start shaking around. So, but have you napped? Oh yeah, it's okay, but it's not right. like a it's not like a, a scheduled nap, but there's definitely like some days where you're just like, woof, it's a rough one. I think I'm gonna nap down for a minute. I napped just before we started recording today. <laughs> I yeah. walked into my home office where I have a cute little futon yeah. with cat bed sheets and curled up and my little cat joined me and it was the best. And just powered one out. Yeah, just a nice like 30 minutes mm. and it was great. Yeah, see, I, I love a good partner. <laughs> Some, my partner in crime um, cannot do it. She will, if, if she falls into it, it's a four hour like block, like it's a, it's, it's a, it's an amount of time. Um, and then she wakes up just like the whole world's been tipped sideways. Um, <laughs> that's all right. Cause she always wins the household, you know, um, sleeping in calendar. Like she always wins. I was going to say, I think if we asked my husband, he would say, I, th- I think he'd beat your nine with a nine thirty okay. this week. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. This is a big one. This is a this is a big one, and it's so funny to me, my dear friend Tiger, how quickly this list came together, and we probably could have kept going. Oh my God, I think, yeah, oh, absolutely. I think these are the ones that we've just gotten most commonly in our lives. Yeah. This is definitely going to be one where we want listeners to chime in with their own shit. Yeah, and... Because I, I love hearing. And definitely, just wait. I want you, everybody, uh, all of our... Uh, child-free folks that are listening in from your own secret child-free compounds, go ahead and just take a minute, write out six right now. If you, if we were, if you were ranking them yourself, write six out that just what you think they're going to be. And I want to see how, please write us and tell us how many of these that you predicted. Uh, Cause I really can't wait to get into this. This is going to be fun. It's going to be weird. 
It's a it's a bingo card. I, I know on the child-free subreddits, they literally call these bingos. Oh, yeah. And and that's what this feels like right now. Like, we're literally playing bingo with bingos. Yeah. So number six, number six was you, but as soon as you wrote, as soon as you wrote it out, I was like, oh, uh, so what's, what's our, what's our number six, uh, commonly oh. heard phrase that makes us want to say fuck off. But you and your partner would make such good parents or the shadier version of that. But smart people need to have kids. Oh yeah. We're this one grosses me out. Right. So hard. Yeah. The file so hard. File into the um the time capsule for us discussing having a long conversation about the idiocracy problem. That's gonna be its own uh episode. So Yeah. Tiger, do you remember like a specific uh person who who hit you up with this one or I do. It was fairly recently. So my partner and I have recently moved to a new town. Mm-hmm. We're trying to make friends and we invited this person over for dinner. They were really cool and really fun. And, you know, we're, a f- we're fairly new in our marriage. We've been together less than, we've been married less than two years. And she straight up just asked us. Right. So did you guys move to this place and get this house for your kids? And we were like, oh, <laughs> oh Sorry, no, no, no. Gonna, yeah. No, we got these extra bedrooms for our cats. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> a bedroom for every cat. That's our motto here, not just sleeping in. Yeah, and she and she immediately went into, but you guys would make such great parents. That seems so silly. You guys are awesome. And we're like, yeah, we're awesome because we get eight hours of sleep a night sure. and get to hang out with each other and aren't <laughs> tired and aren't, and, you know, have the money to do fun stuff that makes us happy. Right. <laughs> and get to kind of, and, and, and don't get kind of locked into like an 18 year to-do list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but no, it's, yeah, it's funny. I, this one seems, this is a real, like at a baby shower at your friend's baby shower. Like this is a real, you know, someone that maybe doesn't know you. It's a real, like, you know, cocktail party one. I feel like, um, yeah, I've definitely got people it. that don't know you that well too. I found well. no well enough that it's like, it's well-trod kind of territory. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it's funny because my partner and I both work in the arts. Um, I keep a lot of puppets around. I have generally joy in my heart and I'm ready to sing a song um, about a variety of things uh, on the drop of a hat. And that somehow all then translates into like, oh, well, then you should be doing some some little miracle. Some child should be blessed with you. And I was like, again, like, ugh. I don't know. I get I to. In, I worked in children's entertainment for eight years. Sure. And my house is full of toys and cartoons. And yeah. I am I'm the world's biggest kid. But that's precisely why no one should ever <laughs> give me a kid. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, it's it's very funny. And something that I think will, as, as our, not all, not totally defines us, but there's the, the kind of the the old biblical idea of like putting away childish things. And it's just like, no, but I just, what does that even mean? Um, it's like, we don't have to like hunt things and grow food to live. Uh, if we do it, it's, it's our own choice. So, um, but some of that freedom for us to, you know, kind of go out to like spend a lot of time and money on costumes to go out to like lavish costume events or things. Um, But yeah, and it's like, and you, and again, I I see the struggle in my 
friends with kids to like re- retain some of that like cool parent status and some of the like weird one-upsmanship that goes into that like whole it almost becomes a competition scene and i just like well i got no desire for it but like i'll always say something mildly inappropriate to your child you know just low-key just to keep it spicy uh, I was thinking, you know, I saw uh, on Twitter the one of my absolute favorite local Los Angeles um, monuments is at the La Brea Tar Pits, and it's um, the the mother uh, mammoth who's drowning in the tar, and her two little baby mammoths that are just like very and like kudos to the sculptor because they're really cr- crying out for Mama who's dying, and I just yeah. I really do love watching like little school kids just contemplate parental mortality (laughs) in that moment. And there's definitely, you see like the odd parent who's trying to like shuffle the kids along. And I'm like, look, the mom's dying. Oh no. And I feel like I would say that twice to someone who then turned around and said, um, you guys are so smart. You should be good parents. But yeah, like, so to that end, like, man, that the, the, the intellectual side to that really is just, there's just layers of systemic isms baked into that little chestnut. Yeah. That's, that's one I'd rather leave for a specific episode, but I think it just bared, like it's something I hear so often it would have felt weird not including it in this particular list. Oh yeah. So I apologize. What's funny is what's funny though, is like my husband and I are just big dumb idiots. (laughs) <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's always people that just don't know they're like you guys are so fun and it's like yeah because we're swearing and drinking and right. we're gonna uber home <laughs> <laughs> oh my god magic so again gang i'm gonna apologize the amount of there's gonna be some mild reflux here for some of you i think having to relive these and I apologize profusely, but you're here hopefully, uh, for a bit of catharsis. So please, I I really hope you are just screaming in your cars, uh, at some of these. Um, so yeah, let's move on. Idiocracy problem. We're coming for you later. You just watch out. Um, number five on our list. Number five. Where are my grandkids? Where are my grandkids? Um, oh boy. So something that's going to come up a lot is kind of the weird, what we have now in this glorious 21st century that we all live in, uh, is kind of a lot more complex ideas around, uh, family and it's not so much tied to like, you know, the old farm, the old fiefdom, you know, or like keeping your city state, you know, in a patriarchal monarchy, you know, full of christened babies. And again, this is something that we're going to, you know, unpack on its own. But um, there's still as much as people now, I think more than ever, move cross country, move even half a state away. You know, there's still this idea that uh, the cycle must beget itself, you know, and that's all wrapped up in a lot of other weird stuff from our parents, you know, and again, I have great parents and I, my parent, I love my parents profoundly. Um, but it's certainly like, you know, I think I said in the last episode, the pressure valve went off, um, when my sister announced that she was pregnant 
like all of a sudden the spotlight just moved. Um, and it's somehow like the great reward, right? Like it's the great, like I did all the things and, you know, I wiped your ass and sent you off to school and all that. And, and in turn, I get to watch you go through the same struggles, which is a little weird, right? And then like... That, I, I hate that attitude. Yeah. Of just like, well, this is going to be miserable for you too. Um, and, but also like, I want someone to buy Legos for. And like, look, I like keeping track of the hottest Lego sets and then pretending to buy them for my nieces and nephews. You know, like, but yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a tough one. Uh, Tiger, when did you, like, I, this was more of an, it was always a joke, right? And I still think from, like, my grandmother, who never actually saw me get married, sadly, my favorite grandma, um, was always just like, when you get married, when you get married, which has got its, it's like the low-key version of this one. But, yeah. um, woof. Yeah. I My parents have been mercifully ambivalent about becoming grandparents Mm -hmm. Um, my mom in particular my dad is very cute he's been very quiet about it but you know he saved all of our old toys and things and yeah when my brother finally did have a baby this past year it was amazing because it was it was like a pressure valve release that was all gone it was like okay there's a there's a grandbaby and yeah, but I, I've personally never gotten this one before, and I know how lucky I am, so. Well done. Yeah, and it's, there's, yeah, a lot a lot to, uh, a lot to unpack on this one. Wolf, are we good there? I think we're good there. Are we good there? Do you feel good? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Does it ever feel good to talk about any of this? <laughs> <laughs> well, the hope is that, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, the hope is that it, it, it does, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's fun to just spell these out because it's so prevalent, Um, which brings us to number four. Number four. So you got any kids with the assumption being that then this will lead to more conversation because you do. Yeah. Always a disappointment. One hundred (laughs) percent. Always a disappointment. Now, this one, it's funny because, you know, as we. Because I never want to ask about anyone's kids. Oh, no, I don't. (laughs) I I never want to be like, no, you. It's really funny, you know, and again, we can, not that this is, uh, we're not here to talk about movies and TV shows and whatever, but it's it's such a a funny thing that it's written into every television show, the trope of like, no one wants to see, you know, it used to be like the, the insurance salesman with the like wallet of like children photos. And now it's just the slideshow or the. Scrolling through your iPhone. Scrolling on the phone. And nobody nobody <laughs> wants it. And it's such a, it's just, it's so funny because I think that maybe our grandfathers and their like post-World War II, you know, desk or factory jobs that were promised to them by Uncle Sam himself um, could look over their cheese sandwich at, you know, Big Al from Accounts Receivable and just toss this one out. And then they could talk about little league signups or something. I think that maybe, maybe, but like, it's just it's a we're, we're it's not that world anymore at all. It almost feels rude, especially what we like learning what we have about people who struggle with infertility and that being something that people actually f- oh, sure. are learning to talk about yeah. now and and just I don't know. I think too with us being more connected, more and more people are realizing 
sometimes talking about family is a big minefield. Oh, sure. 100%. And that's what it feels. It feels so invasive too. Cause there is like, no one ever thinks about what happens if the answer is no. And it's either, no, I don't, I'm not planning on it. Yeah. And people get weird or no, I'm sad now. Thanks fucker. <laughs> right. Like there's not a good, you're it's, this one is the distant cousin of the, like, when's the baby do? which you should just never oh. say to a female presenting person ever. Ever. Yeah, but this one, yeah, and this one, this is the, um, and again, like in a very liberal artistic uh, employment space, it's really funny how much we really just want like good old-fashioned American steak and potatoes, capitalist, like icebreaker, water cooler conversation. Because I will get this one sitting at a meeting where we're waiting for someone who's running five minutes late Someone will just look over and it's just like, it's the same intonation as like, hey, did you watch the game? Which is someone who does not watch the game. Like I have never watched the game. Like I'm probably watching, you know, uh, streaming D&D or uh, professional wrestling. So I don't know anything about local sports team. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I, you, you try to by osmosis. Do you ever find yourself telling a story about a kid that's not your kid? When asked oh, about this, all the time <laughs> having a, having a nephew has been such a game changer because now people know I'm not a cold hearted bitch <laughs> or like the little kids I babysit because it's just the only way to keep up with conversation. I, sometimes I, I saw because I can't say stupid stuff my dog does because yeah. people are like dogs are not children and I'm like <laughs> I know I but this is this is where you've put me asshole. you yeah you did, you this. did this you did this um have, I said no and you kept going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will definitely lean into because I find myself and the, again, the, I think each each time we get together, Tiger, we open up the Pandora's box a little bit further. Um, the good aunt, good uncle stereotype is coming. That one's coming, uh, dear listeners. So get ready for that one. Um, but yeah, I love um, keeping those little kiddos weird and keeping their parents on the toes. But yeah, I have definitely picked a substitute child that is not my own just because it's like at some point it's your boss and you can't go, oh, they all died in a boating accident, which I really want to do every time. I really I'm always I really want to do it sometimes of just like they're not with us anymore and just let that hang in the air and be like they never were actually. But since the vasectomy, my husband has started answering, oh, that's medically impossible. Oh, and people get Ooh, real sad because they don't realize so, it's a choice. So spicy. <laughs> we're not mean. We promise. We're not just. Sometimes it's just fun. It's just fun. You. It, it, that's the thing. It's all in good fun. In the same way that, I mean, people make jokes about their kids and stuff, especially if they've got teenagers. Then you get all the lame, like attitude kid jokes right. that I really don't care right. about. So why can't I joke back yeah. about being I'm probably, a barren, dried up husk? I'm probably <laughs> getting a story about shit, right? If it's ages like yes. zero through five, you're going to tell me about shit. And I don't. I've never, I've upset several friends. And again, I've upset several friends because at some point I think I tweeted something along the lines of like, why do we still vilify people who are into like water sports and scat play sexually when like the average new parent will just be elbow deep in someone else's shit for three to five years. 
and and talk about it and talk about it all the time. And and I have never gotten. I think it's it's on like the top five tweets I've ever put out that had the most just vitriol spewed back at me because people were very upset at the. <laughs> I'm like, what you're doing it? It's not yours, and you're putting your hand right into it. But at some point, there's some sort of weird social contract that everybody else signed up for that we looked at and said, yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that. And people think we're crazy for it. People think we're crazy for it. And even, okay, even if you're not reciprocating, like in a way where you're making jokes about your sexual preference, like if I make the joke that my husband and I always have a place with two bathrooms because we're big poopers in this house. Oh, sure. People get real upset. And it's like, but everybody... Why are my poops more gross than your kids' poops? Because I'm telling you, mine are solid. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we, you know, again, (laughs) you start to break out of societal norms at some point, and you keep going. Uh, When my partner and I started dating, uh, we both lived in apartments with several bathrooms. And uh, when we moved in together, which we did, again, like, once you find that person... A lot of times, like, high fives all around, let's do this. We moved in together very soon. And when we were apartment hunting, um, the first, like, we made a list of, like, these are, like, the the, the absolute deal breakers um, for our new apartment and two bathrooms right there with you. Yeah. You need it. Yeah. You absolutely need it. <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> And this brings us to... Oh, sure. Speaking of biology, (laughs) Tiger. Number three. Speaking of your biology. Number three. uh, You just wait till your biological clock goes off, Tiger. You just wait. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Then all these big ideas you had, all these grand (laughs) plans that you had, and these deeply held worldviews that you've carefully created out of lived experience for your entirety of your life will go 100% immediately out the window. My biological clock also tells me to eat more ice cream than I ever should miss sitting. <laughs> I don't trust it. <laughs> sure. I, I, like, I will compulsively eat chips. My biological clock is stupid. Right. I, like, that's, like, Yeah. It's that, that one, because I've heard it, but men get it too. Sure. Like we, I mean, it is predominantly directed at, at women, yeah. at biological, female presenting people. But the whole thing is just so stupid that like we're slaves to our biology and don't have any say in the matter. It's so like, ugh. Yeah, it's, and it's like, it's very funny. And again, there are. The science of the last hundred years has just has has just pendulum swung wildly in a ton of directions as it tries to kind of meet out a path of like where we fall on some sort of scale of biological determinism, you know, from and I get that like you've got some old Judeo Christian ideas of like, well, we're the people and they're the animals, and then so the pendulum swings over to like, well, we're all goddamn you know, mud frogs that, but we learn to spell. Right. But at some point, like we can learn to spell and build buildings, you know, and make the internet. But at some point, right, it's coming for you. And it's still, it's really funny where we choose as a society and as people to kind of jump off of that idea. Yeah. 
But there's also just such a fundamental misunderstanding of, like, the animal kingdom. Sure. There are non-maternal female animals and, and species. Like, I I had, I have two zebra finches, or I had two zebra finches. The girl one passed, the girl one died, but, like, she would lay eggs, and they had a nest and stuff. Like, and she would still just eat them, all of them. And I know that there's different biological reasons, but that's what I'm saying. Her biological clock went off and she said, fuck you. <laughs> like, so it means that people can do it too. Sure. It's, it's just such a fundamental fucking misunderstanding of what that means. Yeah. That it's like, it, and I'm such a pedant that I'll just get, I'll just get into that with people. You just start. Like, this, I can't even, it's like, this is so stupid. I can't even dignify it with a response. Right. You know, just it's like people that say talk. homosexuality isn't natural, but there's gay penguins all up in this bitch. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, but there's a, but there's, we need, you know, in, in some sort of a way there's, it's still the, the gravitational pull, right? Towards the, kind of traditionally decided upon societal norm. Yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of that to me is the hail Mary. That to me is the, like the last one, right? Cause this one creeps in more and more, particularly for female presenting people, the later, the older yeah. you get. Right. Like, God, I hope no one's ever said this to like a 16 year old woman. <laughs> like I'm sure they have. Like that's the thing is I'm sure they have. But they also tell you to plan your future around this idea right. of a biological clock, you know, and and there's so many it's just it's all stupid. <laughs> like there's it's never an appropriate thing to say, right. you know? No, and again, like But I mean even we are and again to, to kind of unequivocally say this stuff, and it's funny because even in this place where we're really trying to, to make a podcast for child-free people to kind of talk amongst ourselves. I'm, I'm going to go out and say this stuff, and, but I'm going to say, of course, we are, there's no way I'm opposed to uh, maternity leave or doing what we can to help women you know, along that path to have careers and whatever. That's a dual path that's being trod in this like last 40 years of us figuring out what that all looks like. And I'm all for it, full support, but it's just like, again, the assumption that that is your only choice is kind of fucked up. Right. Well, and that the onus is on the woman to plan for all of right. that. Like I, cause I know, have you ever gotten the biological clock thing as a male presenting person? I haven't, but I've been like, it's so funny that, that everybody wants to turn into like the the cigar smoking guy in a dive bar at some point in your friendship or your relationships. And you're just like, why are you putting this weird hat on where I've gotten it about like, you know, my partner of like, Oh, you better keep an eye out. Like you better watch out. And that'll lead to something that's later on the list, which hopefully you've all written down in your bingo cards. Um, but it's definitely been presented to me as a, like, well, this is cute that you guys are, are saying this right now, but you know, oh, you just wait. It's bound. It's yeah. doomed and destined and written in stone and how be it from you to, to even consider otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> Number two is a personal favorite of uh -huh. mine. Who's going to take 
care of you when you're old. Oh, my God. A bunch of hot nurses that I hire with my retirement fund. <laughs> That's who. Yeah. Like, as someone who's watched my parents struggle to take care of their aging sure. parents, you know, with, like, dementia or whatever, it's, like, have the money to hire professionals. And, like, obviously your family should be part of your care if you're close with them. Or you should have – you want people around in your sure. old age. But it doesn't have to be family. And it's certainly – having kids is sure as shit no guarantee. Yeah. Because um, I come from – yeah. My, my parents both come from really big families, like lots of mm-hmm. siblings. And I can tell you it's only one or two of them that take care of their parents. So it's a crapshoot. Right. And – you know, at the end of the day, like most of the time it's been figuring out the finances to get them in home help, to get them to a facility. It's like, I'm planning for that already. <laughs> I want someone hot. I got money set sure. aside. It's growing in a little account. I talk to my financial dude. So I'm good. I'm going to take care of me when I'm yeah. older. No, you've... And I'm going to take care of my sexy little nurse too. It's <laughs> just, just a small <laughs> army of cabana boys. Um... And, and gals. gals. Yeah, you know. come on. Um, <laughs> this to me, it's funny, um, as we've talked a little bit about like the idiocracy problem, this to me, when I'm, uh, this t- starts to become what I like to refer to um, as uh, the knives out solution, which if you've not seen that particular uh, <laughs> motion picture, no spoilers, um, but the, the hired caregiver um, is supremely more genteel with that old man than any member of his family for a variety of reasons. And like, you know, family's like a fraught thing. I mean, I don't, do you ever, no, you've only got like one little, one little nugget, right? On your side, one little nibble. Because what I've done is um, I've, I've threatened both my sisters at some point to kidnap one of them. Right. (laughs) Um, Listen, it's the bachelor, right? Let's do it. Someone's getting a rose. Someone's not. And I am judging them on a, on a wide criteria of hidden, like, because again, why not? It, it's hilarious to me. And I, I will sign off occasionally with like, don't like, look, you both had two, right? Which means there's a couple left over and I don't want them to feel left out. So like someone's just going to come, I'm going to steal them away. They're going to join the circus and I'm going to teach them to be Japanese artists and they're going to love it. <laughs> they're going to absolutely love it. Um, but no, and the funny thing is, and th- this will be, I think, something else to unpack is there are so many weird structures in the world, as I've been kind of thinking about, um, you know, in, the, in 2020, all the weird kind of bureaucratic and societal and religious and structural things that exist um, that still in 2020 fall back on really old ideas of family and community and these people and not the other people. And it's like, this one to me is just like, well, shouldn't we create a society where there is an internal infrastructure somehow through jobs or the government or something else so that everybody is kind of taken care of and can kind of retire with enough money to live or have an assisted living situation or have a caregiver. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that we're, 
we're using like first or cent- second century pro- like solutions for 21st century problems. And I think this kind of lays yeah. a little bit of that bear. Getting old has changed so much in, gosh, getting old has changed almost as quickly and suddenly as being able to be willingly child-free. Sure. Um, because we've, aging has was not an option for yeah. most of human history. Like it simply wasn't. Like that's why retirement is only meant to be saved for 10 years versus the 30 that it's become, right? Yeah. And I would, so I read this book being mortal because I've recently switched careers and now my job is a lot of elder, like I come into contact with a lot of elder care Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely crazy because you're right. Like we are so archaic in the way that we think about aging and this idea that the family can handle it because it's a burden that's only going to be short term. It's like, no, we're now older and our bodies are older longer. So we do like, we need care. But we need to rethink, like, we need care in a way that's, like, more medical and less, like, a warm meal and a nice bed, you know? It's, like, my body's going to age, like, more than, like, we've ever encountered before, right? Hopefully. Like, hopefully I'm lucky enough to get to live a good long life and, like, I can pay someone to help me with my arthritis because I wouldn't even want to do that to a kid if I had one. You know, that's yeah. not okay. That's simply like, if that's why you're having kids, you're a chode. <laughs> yeah. If you're look like we've, it's, it's taken us forever. Well, not in all places, but like the idea of like having a bunch of kids to like exploit as labor in your store or on your farm, um, is an idea that thank God we've kind of moved away from as a society. Um, but yeah, that it shouldn't, the, the burden shouldn't solely be Look, if your parents want to do it, like if 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 you want to take care of your your parents, fantastic. Should there and this be? This is not to say that I wouldn't happily take care of my own parents. You know, like yeah. I have also structured my life that if mom and pop need help someday, I can be there for them. Yeah, you know, but not because they've made me feel obligated. Because I love them and I want to. Yeah. I mean, a very unfair joke in my household has been for a very long time since I moved to the other side of the country that I was going to buy my dad a beach house and put my mom in a home. Uh, really just because I know that it's going to garner the response, well, you're going to have to catch me first from her uh, because she's ornery like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's such an odd idea, you know? And like we're all, all of society is changing altogether, you know? And so... Um, I think as a society, who's going to care for you when you get old is a great question, but I don't think the answer should be uh, slave labor from your children. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, not child. Like, child-free people are going to lead. We could. We have the potential yeah. to lead, like, the future of elder care, right? And to lead how we rethink it. And we could be helping these generations of, like, future caretakers not have to take on that role. Yeah, and I think that's kind of a cool responsibility. Because much like the way that a lot of folks would rather see charity done by a religious institution, um, it's an idea of equity. It's an idea of um, you don't need to sign up for something to be granted benefits. You know, yeah, you should be able to have that as you choose to live your life. Woof. You know what? That got really serious, Tiger. So let's let's shift gears and get to the most, maybe the most serious um, phrase 
that makes us want to say fuck you. Oh, wait, that's me. Ha ha. Yeah, you are number one. Number what one. What is number one? Lee, tell us. You're all screaming. Hopefully you're all screaming it at your desks and in your cars right now. Uh, my child-free friends from your own bunkers. Um, drum roll. You'll change your mind, Tiger. You're going to do it. It's inevitable. You're changing your mind. <laughs> Who... When do you, who, Can you imagine reversing that if you saw a pregnant person? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> like, here's the number for a Planned Parenthood. You'll change your mind. That's amazing. <laughs> or just like, oh, so you, so you decided to keep it, huh? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, it, you know, at a certain point. I'm adult enough to know my own mind. And even if I'm not, like, if you can make the choice to become a parent as a young person who may or may not be prepared, you can sure as shit make the choice not to. Yeah. Like, it's funny because this one to me... um, Also, who knows? Like, why do you think you know my mind better than I do, person? Right. And it's, it's a very weird, like, it seems like there's an odd, like, you're playing the odds, right? And I think that like that just speaks again to kind of the the kind of forced inevitability of it as a life choice, you know, like which is so weird because more and more we're seeing fewer and fewer people have children. Yeah, I mean, I think we like in our respective generation, we make up like child-free people make up like twenty-five percent of people. Yeah, and it's like in a certain age, you know, in that in our like age range, you know, that like. 20 to 40 kind of chunk. Yeah. And the funny thing so it's is not. Yeah. I think that this one, it works in a couple weird ways, right? Because listen, I was, I identified as straight edge for a very long time. Like I came up living outside of DC and the hardcore scene. And like, honestly, if I'm being like brutally honest, it was really, it, it, it flowed really well with my like good little Bible school up, upbringing anyway. So it was easy to identify as like, yeah, I'm not going to drink or smoke or whatever. And I was that way. I was like, I was kind of last dude standing. I made it into my mid thirties before I was just like, you know what? I want to have a champagne toast at my wedding, uh, instead of apple juice and, um, maybe have a cocktail because my partner in all things is great at making them. Um, yeah. And she that took, is. yeah. <laughs> and it took a little, you know, there was humility there and I knew what was coming. And, but I think that the really insidious part of that kind of, you know, proclamation, uh, from someone when you identify as uh, child free, um, is that it, keeps us apart from ourselves, right? I think that, that that thread of doubt, that thread of um, that seed of just like the odds are overwhelmingly in favor of a culture that has done this since the dawn of time, blah, 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 that like they feel like that's a, a safe bet that they can make, that you're going to fuck up at some point. And it's, I, I hate it because I feel like it keeps people who are asking those questions, who are contemplating those lifestyle choices and have felt that way in their hearts uh, from kind of coming out and saying, like, hey, I'm 
I really think that my life path doesn't involve children. Um, yeah. And it keeps it us removes, from, apart it, it from each other. autonomy. Yeah, it keeps us apart from each other, and it removes a certain level of autonomy, which is always just I, I, telling someone who they are is just, like, wrong. It's not okay. And this is always done in such a tongue-in-cheek, like, carefree. People always say it's not a big deal when they say it, but it fucking is. You don't know me. You are not in charge of my body. And fuck you. Like, it, it I... I would never get this mad at someone in person, mm-hmm. but this is what this is for because it makes me really angry because it is, it's a, it is a small violation of my autonomy, but it is, it's a violation and it is, it sets a standard and normal that isn't true. You get to make that choice. There's not a default. It's an active choice that everyone gets to make and it removes that. It's like you said, it removes that. It keeps people on their toes if they don't have to be you can be confident in yourself and if you do change your mind fucking fuck it that's you, great that's fine yeah you but know. that's not for someone else to tell you you get to know your own heart and your own body and your own mind yeah and look i as someone profoundly and uh starting to be more vocal and kind of a child-free identity you know still yes a proponent of uh adoption a proponent of um in vitro fertilization things to help people find a way into that choice if that's the choice you want to make. But setting the, like, parent is default thing is just kind of, you know, there's there's room for conversation. It's so funny because I feel like, and and again, like, the Pandora's box opens again, but, like, I feel like there's so many... Um, men who are profoundly ambivalent about the idea of having children. (laughs) It's the big secret, right? Like it's the big, and then you have that moment of, you know, well, I held my infant son for the first time and I truly knew what love was. But it's like, perhaps if this cudgel wasn't like lorded over you, you could be able to actually really think through some hard questions. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Setting that default is wrong. Yeah. And on that fucking happy (laughs) ass note, um, we want to hear from you because we have just played... Maybe going in reverse, like maybe counting down was the wrong way to do this. So we should have just like hit it over the head from the the, outset. And then ended up with someone like, don't you want someone to go to Disney World with? Because there are some honorable mentions, right? Like, and again, all of these are going to come up later of like, well, like, don't you want to enjoy watching children's cartoons? And it's like, well, I can actually do that all by myself. I do that all the time on my own, please. (laughs) Um, It's way more enjoyable without children, if I'm being honest. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So that that brings us to, like, you guys. We want to hear from you, the yes. listeners. What's on your list? Because, like I said, ours could be much longer. We picked six. And we want to hear what yours are. Sure. Because we could talk about this forever, and we kind of do want to talk about it forever. Yeah. But with more people. Like, this is a... 
this is a shouting into the darkness, casting that net because we want to hear from you. We can't wait. So please email us. Email us questions at notjustsleepingin.com. Stories. And again, it says questions, but we want stories. We want your anecdotes. We want to hear when, when was the first time you heard some of these? Has someone saying you'll change your mind ever kept you quiet about things that you were wrestling with? We want to know. We really want to know. So email us questions at notjustsleepingin.com. And until next week, I'm Tiger. And I'm Lee. Spread the love. Live your damn truth. And of course, have, have fun, fun sleeping in. Sleeping in. Bye. Bye. <laughs>